can't escape your shadow again The unpleasant presence you install And every memory we have All right, so we're recording now, and do we want to start there? Is that the is that sure. the starting point? Wherever so, you want to start. All right, so we have a number of topics today. Uh, it's been a while, so we're probably going to go through quite a few. Uh, and and Jim was just saying before we started, why don't you say it? Because it's better if it's in your words. I love it when people paraphrase me. Have you never seen me go off on people who do that online? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is always the worst when people try to clarify your point for you. Well, that's why I'm giving you the floor. So yeah, you yeah, can, yeah. No, you I, it accurate. just led me to that joke. Um, yeah, I think I think you can know too much about a thing. I think if you're a creator, boy, we're really going to get down a rabbit hole already. I think there's a difference between nerds and geeks, right? We've established that before in previous conversations. Um, and I think if you're a nerd and you go too far down a rabbit hole, you, you can lose sight of what it is that you're appreciating in the first place. So if you know too much about music theory, you're not listening to music anymore. You're listening to see if it's following the rules. You're listening. If you know about game theory and you sit down and you play a worker placement board game and it does one thing that worker placement board games aren't supposed to do. And you know too much about game theory. You're now going to complain that this game isn't a game. And I think you could do the same thing with music, where if you know too much, you're just going to sit there and look for the mistakes. You're going to look for the things that aren't right. And then you're not enjoying the music for what it is. And I think art, it's great to know that stuff if you're a scholar. But if you're a creator, you just need to know the terms so you can have a conversation. You shouldn't be killing yourself to try to... To try to... Uh, be beholden to all these artificial parameters, which yeah. ties into genre and everything else, right? Because oh, people definitely. then say, well, this isn't groove metal. This isn't doom metal. This isn't prog metal. This isn't that. And we've talked about that before, right? Where those parameters exist, those genres exist, so we know how to find what we like, not so we can say, well, this doesn't follow the rules of this. Well, and it's like, it's a double-edged sword of the world we live in because you you know like youtube has opened up a huge like resource of musical knowledge to people that otherwise wouldn't really be there do you know what i mean so you have access to all kinds of music theory videos there are some great channels that deal with music theory that i think both of us like but one of the problems is it's it's, some of these channels speak way over the head of most of the audience anyways Right, right and and uh and 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 also like there it's not maybe maybe it's different now like maybe if you're a young musician and you're picking up a guitar for the first time and you're getting into music maybe that's where you're learning and so maybe music theory is intuitive to you and maybe this new generation that's how they think of music but when i was younger even if you were learning bits of music theory you were still thinking more intuitively about music do you know what i mean you know you weren't thinking the way that music is described in on a lot of these channels where they talk about things purely in music theory terms you might you know like like when i started i had 
bits and pieces of music theory that I kind of understood, but mostly I was like, well, when I do this on the guitar, it sounds this way. And I like that. Do you know what I mean? And when, you know, kind of like you were saying, I think you were talking about Rush, how he just knew if he played this note, when this guy was doing that, it sounded great. And it didn't matter if, if, uh, if they understood what that interval was. Um, and I, I, I do think that's important because I think that was, especially with genres, genres aren't created consciously, from music theory like the blues didn't arise because of music theory the blues arose because of you know the patterns that people started doing the sort of working right. and the conventions stuck and music theorists later can go back and say well this is like the how this works in terms of music theory but if you start with music theory first you're kind of doing it in reverse rather than, do right. you know what i mean it's not yeah, yeah, yeah. so like the way to learn so when i learned and, and i guess this will bring us into our next topic but like the way i learned doom metal was i listened to doom metal bands and then i tried to emulate the doom metal bands and when i started playing power chords that sounded doomy enough that's kind of how i figured it out when i started structuring my riffs in ways that fit what they were doing and you know what i mean that you 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 found these things and and sort of internalized them you didn't come up with a set of rules about it you just kind of you know okay that's doomy i understand i understand the genre because i've listened to it and i understand that that's a sound that i hear a lot in that genre um right. so you know which again bringing us to the this other topic which was um defining genres in reverse um right right and so this came about because i was watching a video what was the name of the station banger tv I think Banger TV. Uh, yep. So Banger TV, they had a video on, um, and I was watching a bunch of videos, so I was just kind of gobbling them up all morning. And then I saw one on Death Doom, and I was like, oh, they got one on Death Doom. Do they have one on Doom? And sure enough, they did. And I was pretty excited to watch it. But then as I started watching it, they they, they had they did this thing where they like if anybody's familiar with the what was it Metal Evolution was that the name of the documentary that the guy was on. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's the same team. Yes, yeah, same. Yeah, the same guy doing the show too, and same system of they have like a genre and then subgenres, and they put bands under them. It's the same exact kind of structure. And so they had they started out with all of the classic doom metal bands that you would expect, like Cathedral, Solitude, Turnus, Candlemass. I think they had Saint Vitus on there. They might have had to get them in there later. I can't remember Trouble. Uh, I can't remember who was who else was on there initially, but they took Candlemass and Solitude Eternus out of there because some dope showed up on the show and was like, "Get that stuff out of there!" You know, it's and it was he was using for some reason he was only using Cathedral as like the foundational. This is how we're going to define Doom, and I don't know. I I, I think what what happened was, and and this this topic isn't specifically about doom but it's important to the topic to understand what they were doing he, they were kind of defining doom from a later period closer right. to now where it's like right. okay all of these things have emerged but they were they were ignoring the fact that when doom first came around it was very diverse there was a diversity of sound there were yeah. a diversity of approaches they were all doom and people like me that started on on doom when it first came out that's what i was interested in once doom kind of became like all sounding like one thing with the exception of bands like chemists which um i feel like they tap into the dna of some of those earlier bands i'm not really interested in it for the most part do you know what i mean because it just is all too one sound and i like having a variety of sounds within a subgenre. um 
But the point is you can't start from that later point and then right. define right. away the foundational bands. It just doesn't make sense. And I think a lot of people do this in different different genres and subgenres. And it seems like a really... Uh, it's how you get arguments where like suddenly Judas Priest is no longer a heavy metal band. Do you know what I mean? I was going to say that. That's yeah. where I wanted to go with this. Is that idiot from Mastodon um, saying that Judas Priest isn't metal. It, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I love this topic, right? And I, 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 I agree with everything that you just said, which is rare that we agree on something. <laughs> I think uh, I think that what ends up happening without context, if you come into music, imagine the creators of blues coming in and saying, this doesn't sound like Michael Rodish Bodishore. We can't make this music. We can't do this. No, this isn't gospel music. This isn't what we've been doing. This isn't about our suffering or this is our suffering in a different way. Yeah. We can't do this. That's what you sound like when you're the lead singer of Mastodon saying Judas Priest isn't metal. Motherfucker. I don't care if you admit that it's Black Sabbath or Judas Priest, but one of those two guys, one of those two teams invented metal. So yeah. you need to either go get a fucking book or you need to shut up. Those are your options yes. right now because you're, you've taken this postmodernist approach which drives me fucking nuts that nothing happened until I was born and therefore nothing that came before me has any contextual value and therefore didn't add to the point that we're at now. It, it, it's, it just, it, it would be, it would be kind of like saying Tolkien isn't fantasy. Do you know what I mean? It's like that kind of a thing. <laughs> right, it's like, right, it's right, like right, fantasy. Right. Like if you got to like the mid eighties where fantasy, we had this particular brand of fantasy that was in the air and it didn't quite match Tolkien anymore at that point. Do you know what I mean? There was a, there, there's enough to, that somebody could probably argue there's enough difference that they would want to exclude Tolkien. Do you know what I mean? Which would make no right. sense. And I think, I think it's, I think it's a, a similar thing here where you can't define it in a way that eliminates one of the founders. Do you know, it just, it just doesn't, or, or especially right. if right. it's like, uh, you know, if you know, if, like you can't take Black Sabbath out, you can't take you know Judas Priest out, and with doom metal, you can't take out, you know. I mean, I'm sorry, but Candlemas is like the one of the first things that comes to mind when somebody says doom metal to me. Do you know what I mean like one of the very first things? And so to yeah. to 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 say, well, it's it's too fast sometimes, which was the argument. The, the argument was based on tempo and based on vocal styling, and so you're saying it's the tempo is too fast on occasion so they're not doom which is all that means is that the later doom bands lost sight of the fact that you can actually speed up the tempo and still be doomy do you know what i mean like right. they're they're they you're you're this is why you have to go back to the original stuff too by the way this is why it's important if you listen to metal to go back and listen to black sabbath listen to deep purple listen to these bands that had a massive influence on later metal bands because you I, I feel like uh, you lose textures and I, I, I can tell like if I if I hear a band that hasn't heard earlier metal music and all they're built on is like stuff that came out after the 90s or something it shows do you know what I mean it's like right. you can say okay they're not there's there's like a lack of color going on or there's a lack of whatever um, so I just think I don't know I I was furious when I like I don't usually get too mad over music stuff like normally I'm open-minded enough that if somebody has a very different opinion than me about a band or music or they don't like something I, i'm fine with it but this was so egregious this was like this was like saying george washington isn't a, a president do you know what i mean it was like that level of right 
because the rules were different for him back then. So therefore, he yeah. doesn't really know what the work of being a president is like. Yeah, yeah. Now presidents do X, Y, and Z, and back then they did this. So therefore, he's not a president. That's just how it. You know, it's it. It, it was that kind of reasoning, and it was just like, wait, that felt like a, like you know, when somebody beats you in an argument, but you know it's purely rhetorical, but you don't <laughs> yeah. know you don't know what the rhetorical trick is. You just know that you've been you've been fooled by some bit of rhetoric. It was like that, where it's like, wait, what did what Jedi mind game did this person just play on me that they excluded Candlemas from the definition? Um, and, and what I realized, too, is one of the problems with how people generally group these things and categorize them, and one of the problems with, in this video in particular is they were speaking strictly in terms of, well, what's Doom? It's tempo, it's... Uh, it, it's got to be about doomy topics. And for some reason, they focused on the occult and witchcraft, which doesn't make sense to me. But that, you know, they were they were focusing on like dark occult stuff and uh, and and like vocal sort of dour sounds. Um, but when I was learning doom metal, one of the, the breakthroughs I had as a guitar player was I found a particular set of harmonies and chords that all of the doom metal bands at the time seemed to use. And that was the sound. I, there's a similar video or a to, uh, to, similar topic addressed on a video about black metal. I really wish I could remember the guy's channel because it was brilliant, but he breaks down what black metal bands actually do on the guitar that makes black metal, black metal. Cause black metal is actually surprisingly hard to define. Like how is black metal different from death metal? That's not an easy thing to, to really express but this guy he broke it down in guitar and as soon as i saw it i was like yeah that's 100 percent why black metal is different from death metal and right. it's the same kind of thing with doom and i've seen that video by the way but so yeah on. yeah so you know exactly what i'm talking about. so you see yeah, it yeah, it's yeah. like wow that's exactly the thing and it's the same thing where there's a certain type of chord and i'm not going to torture people by bringing out my guitar and playing the chord but like there there, there are these chords that 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 you could play their power chords and normally they're played a certain way where I think it's like the, I, I don't even, I don't even want to bother getting into the music theory of it. Cause we just had that discussion, but it's a certain interval. That's the standard. And this is a different interval and it creates a more interesting harmony. And I think that's the, that's the thing that defines doom metal is heavy, interesting harmonies. That's one of the key ingredients. And they totally missed that because they were so focused on these other things. Um, and they also missed the fact that doom doesn't just refer to, you know, doom and gloom or a cult, it also can refer to apocalyptic stuff. That's why bands that deal with biblical content are allowed in doom metal because, you know, there's plenty of material in the Bible that's pretty doomy. And so, right. you know, if you're singing about the book of Revelations, I mean, going back to Iron Maiden, do you know what I mean? Like that's, you know, that's a viable topic. That's a doomy enough topic. Not that Iron Maiden was a doom band, but that that, that, that DNA is in metal. And that's kind of what a lot of the doom bands that were interested in that started really hitting on. Um, it okay. would be a bad song, but if you took a Candlemas song and changed all the lyrics to making a peanut butter sandwich, it is still doom metal because of all the chords, because of yeah. the structure, because of the mood. And the two of the guys in that video really shouldn't have been in that video. They're not theorists. They're just fans that some of those bands weren't even metal that were on that list. They were just had a doomy influence. And yeah. if you're going to talk about genre, 
then talk about genre and stay on the topic of genre. Don't bring your feelings into it. Don't try to reinvent it from a different direction. And don't you cannot move the goalposts of genre. They yeah. can widen, but they cannot shift left or right. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, and, and it just... And, and again, I'm not I'm not like the most up to date on modern doom bands because I'm not as interested in like I like you know me I'll listen to current stuff if you send it my way if I find it but like I'm I'm a little bit of a person of the past sometimes when it comes to metal um, but the thing that I can bring to the table in that particular discussion is I was there when that genre was being formed and I was a fan of it I was in right. a death metal band and we transitioned into being a doom metal band because we became aware of doom metal bands. And it was bands like Cathedral, bands like Solitude Eternus, bands like Candlemass, bands like Count Raven, bands like St. Vitus, all these bands. That, and, and there were other bands that like, you know, it wasn't as like now people map it out and they know the whole genre. At the time, we were like aware of Witchfinder General, but it took us a few years to find them. Do you know what I mean? There was it wasn't as you couldn't become like the instant scholar that you can today. So there was more cloudiness. But for sure, everybody agreed that that these bands were part of this genre. There's, there's, there was no way you... That was the that was sort of the way that we charted it. It was like, doom metal is everything from Cathedral to Solitude Eternus. Do you know I mean that? It was sort of... That created the spectrum for us. And once you take out Candlemas and Solitude Eternus, you narrow down that spectrum so much that you're... Even though there's a lot of interesting stuff going on at that end of the spectrum, it, it makes the genre more boring because there's not much allowed to go on do you know what i mean it, it's a to me it's i i think it's why with a lot of these subgenre styles i tend to lose interest because i start exploring them and i i see oh well since since that genre first emerged it's kind of it's kind of all sounding the same to me now it doesn't have the variety that it used to have so um so yeah i don't know that was go ahead go ahead no uh I listened to a lot of those bands when we first started recording mm. 800 episodes ago because you made me listen to them. <laughs> you send me a list. Yeah, I yeah. listened to a lot of them. And it wasn't for me because I don't like his voice in Candlemass, yeah. but I love the the driving music, the bed tracks going on. Uh, and I like sludge metal too. But there's a lot of these bands, I'll go and listen to them, and I can't finish their entire album because their yeah. taste is so narrow. Yes. What they're trying to replicate. That's the reason I don't listen to, uh, I love death metal, but I don't like black metal. Okay. Black metal gets so boring because it's so narrow in, uh, in what it's trying to do that it doesn't allow itself to write more than three good songs on an album. Well, and that's why you need tempo changes and stuff. That's why like you, you can have, like do doom is fine. You can have a doom sound, but there has to be enough variety that I can make 10 songs and they are different enough to the ear that if I listen to the whole album, that, that they're interesting. And, and again, you know, they, they mentioned cathedral. I, I don't want to bore you. Cause I know that this isn't, a, these aren't bands that interest you, but you remember cathedral and you remember how slow they were. And yeah. the thing that was exceptional about that album is they were able to make a really slow album from beginning to end, but make it different enough over the course of every song that as a listener, I could I could distinguish between the songs. Do you know what I mean? That's not easy to do. You can't build a whole genre around that specific like sound that they can't. Do you know what I mean? Like if, 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 if there's a reason Cathedral only made one album like that, you know what I mean? They immediately right. shifted into a much higher tempo on the next out, like the next two albums. They, they you know, their, their tempo shifted. Um, you know, you, you have to have variety. If a genre, if a genre is so narrow 
that you can't make an album of eight to ten songs that are distinct from each other, then you have a serious problem with the genre. Right. So, um, you know, and, and again, that's something that I encounter, like you were saying, with uh, with certain types of music. Uh, and and so, so yeah, I don't know. But that was that was my thoughts on that, at least. I don't know. I I know that um, we also want to talk about banger TV in general, because that's something that uh, uh, I think we both watched and, and we, we probably both have opinions on. Um, I just want to say one thing about um, making a, a vi- varied album. Judas Priest's last album was Firepower. It had 15 songs on it, and none of them sound the same. That was a really good album, too. In my it re- was a really good album. Yeah. I was shocked at how good it was. Yeah, I liked um, it. And, and there were, so, I would say, about three or four songs that I would add to their entire canon as saying some of the greatest. Right? If you were going to yeah. build a Bible of their best work, you would have to include these four songs, which is hard to do that late in your career. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, and I think maybe they, I mean, they also, obviously they do benefit from bringing new blood into the band a little bit. So there's that, sure. but like, I think also with them, they, they're the kind of band that's always had a much more expansive ability in terms of sound, sure. right? Like they, they sure, just yeah, are yeah. good at that. And, uh, and they've also, they, they, they've always struck me as having an ear for where can this go? Do you know what I mean? Like what, what, what are the different, you know, so, um, you know, they're not, a, they're not a particularly narrow sounding band. It took them a long time to find their sound. Let's not forget that they, when you were a band in the seventies, right. It's a very different climate for making music than it is today. You have to know exactly what you want to be today. Yeah. Right out of your garage when you're 18, they were in the seventies where they spent five, 10 years just trying to find their sound. And in that process, all that experimentation taught them something. And I, yeah. that's, you could say the same thing about Rush. I know you're not a fan, but Rush has never made two albums that sound the same. No, and that's something I can respect. Um, and I think when a lot of people do find their sound today, they kind of automatically say, we're going to combine X and Y. Do you know what I mean? And that's going to be our sound. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah, sort of how yeah. people do it. And and I feel like that's a little bit of a cheap way. Like Like a lot of times you do end up kind of accidentally stumbling into that, like, King Diamond would be an example where he's like, Oh, I love horror and I love British new wave. And I put these two things together and I got like a, you know what I mean? Like, and I don't think that's quite how it happened, but that's how I imagine. I imagine him realizing that he can combine these two things that he likes. And, uh, you know, but, but I think that, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a little bit of a lazy way to come up with the sound, I think. Um, but I also think that's kind of how, I don't know. It's probably a different topic, but I feel like, I feel like when, uh, mediums become exhausted. That's almost your only choice after a while. Um, so yeah. So, uh, but Beggar TV. What about uh, you know? What were your thoughts on 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 that as a channel? I I think I respect what they're trying to do, but oftentimes they're either I feel like they're either pandering, mm-hmm. or their taste is so narrow that they just don't get it. Okay. Okay. Now. No, well, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't want to interrupt. I, I started watching the Prague one, and I didn't finish it yet. But I'm already annoyed because the guy they've got on the channel to talk to them about Prague isn't even from a Prague band. And they listed three Prague bands on a list of Prague metal bands. Right? They're going to talk okay. about Prague metal. And then they've got Porcupine Tree and Coheed and Cumbria. Those aren't Prague metal. They're Prague, and uh-huh. you can talk about them if you want to. But progressive metal is already such a narrow genre with only so many good bands, right? Mm -hmm. Prague is really hard to do. 
most everybody just wants to do dream theater, but faster okay. when you get into that subgenre. And I, it, I could go on about that forever. And so I see them starting with this and I think, okay, they honest, obviously didn't want to go and get a prog metal expert. What exactly is the point of this video? What are they trying to do? And I think they're hmm. just pandering. They're doing what we talked about earlier with, they're doing the opposite of what we were talking about earlier with reaction videos, right? You've got reaction videos out there right now that are bringing metal to the masses. Yes. Right. These, these people who know nothing about metal, um, the, the Las Vegas guys, for instance, or this new guy I found, the, I think you sent him to me, the, the composer, Doug Helvering. And I only know yeah. that because I got, I got him right up on my YouTube history. Yeah. Right now. Doug is great because he, he's, he's coming with a little bit of knowledge about metal but a lot of bit of knowledge about music. Yeah. And he said, but he says it in a way that's understandable. That's the thing. Yeah, that yeah. I think. Like he talks, he talks about the music theory, but he brings it down to a level yeah. that's easy to understand. And I, I think yeah. that's something that's often missing in those channels. I think the problem with these reaction videos is that these channels get popular and then they stop getting creative with the kind of music they're listening to. Mm. And they just start listening to whatever's popular or they look at who else is reacting to what. Yeah. Right now is a great time to watch him because he's fresh and he's new and he doesn't know what to listen to. But give him six months and this channel is going to be well, ruined by well, popularity. Well, I think it's I'm, I'm not as bothered as you by when because I've noticed that, too. Like, oh, every one of these reaction channels is listening to Tornado of Souls. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah. you know, just like these. They, they it's like they, they clearly are paying attention to each other. Um, right. I get annoyed when that happens to a bad song. But if it happens to a song, I feel like deserves recognition. I don't mind. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like, oh, Tornado of Souls is getting recognition among people that haven't heard it before. So that's great. Do you it, know what I mean? It but, questions the authenticity of the reaction itself. Okay. Are they okay. really listening to this for the first time? Are they really picking this because they think this is the next thing they should be listening to? And there's, I agree. I want yeah. Tornado of Souls to get a lot of reactions. It's a song I like. And I could give a shit less about Phil Collins up in the air tonight or whatever it's called. Um, that was all over the place for a while. But I, I always worry when I see these reaction videos. There's a lady that does, she's an opera coach uh -huh. and she reacts to videos. I forget her name. There's, Hello, darlings. There's a couple, there's a couple and I get them confused, but I, I know which one. I know, I'm sure I, I'm sure we've traded. You could, you could yeah. see when she found metal for the first time and she went, oh, these voices are amazing. And yeah. then she got enough feedback from people saying, oh, you got to listen to Devin Townsend. Oh, you got to listen to this yeah. song by Tool. Oh, you've got to do this. And she wasn't finding anything organically anymore. Okay, okay. I, I think that's always a danger. That's one of the reasons, by the way, why like we don't constantly do this because like, you know, if you get on like every week and do, do a video, I don't know, I find that you... Uh, I have trouble with that. Do you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. you know, um, you know, uh, and I'm very careful, even with like my movie review stuff, like where we talk about movies, I'm try I try to be very careful about autopilot type things. Um, right. but on the reaction cha channels, I think there is a, I always ask my, I'm always asking, did this person really see this for the first time just now? Do you know what I mean? That's it. Yeah. And I, I, I don't, I, I find that really difficult to, to decipher. Do you, you would think it would be kind of easy to discern that, but I, uh, there's a lot of times where like, I don't know, I can't really tell. Do you know what I mean? Like, how do you know if someone's seen it for the first time? And then, like you said as well, is that a real reaction? Um, 
I mean, that's that's the obviously those are pitfalls of reaction videos and reaction videos. I'm sure in five years are going to be like unboxing videos or whatever, you right. know, whatever the big thing was 10 years ago, you know, like, uh, you know, the their formats, maybe they'll stick around. Maybe they won't. I have a feeling they'll stick around, but they might not quite be as, uh, I don't know. We're, we're in a reaction video heyday, I think. So yeah, people yeah. should enjoy it while it lasts, I suppose. Because there's something yeah. awesome about you. I remember when I heard this song for the first time. Now I get to see somebody else enjoy yeah. it. There's something amazing about that, right? There's this uh, verisimilitude that's happening that you really wish you could bottle and enjoy all of the time. Yeah. And I think um, I just think that it gets abused. And and the guy, the Las Vegas guys were great for so long, right? You could tell they were listening to this for the first time. Their reactions were genuine. But the more knowledgeable they became about it, the more persnickety they got in their observations about mm -hmm. the music. And so it wasn't raw anymore. It was how, okay, I'm listening really intently now. I'm looking for the mistakes or I'm yeah. looking for the transitions I don't like or whatever it is. Add to that list. Like yeah. or all day. And, um, and sometimes that's not bad because sometimes what you also do get to see is you get to see people noticing things you noticed about bands as you listen to them longer. Do you know what I mean? Right. So they'll be like, I've seen like the Las Vegas videos. I don't know if they've done Iron Maiden, but they'll do something like, oh, the gallop. I'm starting to see the gallop. Do you know what I mean? Like they start to notice yeah. the pattern. And yeah. and that's cool. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that's a danger of, you know, of that format is that people are going to, um, they go from be the, the, the whole point of a reaction video is here's somebody who doesn't listen to metal, who is listening to this band or, or whatever the genre is, and is listening to this thing for the first time and reacting to it. And uh, after a while, they become familiar enough that it's, you know, it's not as um, uh, the, per the, the whole point of being there and watching the reaction isn't present anymore. So, uh, you know. But I don't know. I mean, that's that's sort of baked into to the nature of reaction videos, I think. So, yeah. uh, you know, sh short of shifting to another genre, I don't know what they could do. You know, like like well, if we yeah. like and they listen to a lot of different stuff more than just metal. Now they listen even listen to some country from time to time mm -hmm. and they do rap and they got Pat Benatar on here. I okay. don't watch them anymore, so I don't I don't know what they're up to. But OK, um, they did do two Iron Maiden songs, by the way, in case you're curious. OK, I did remember I, I could have sworn I remembered them doing Hallowed Be Thy Name, but I wasn't sure. Um, but but I mean, they got and also they have reaction videos for everything. There's reaction videos to stand up comedy routines. Right, right, right. I right. saw somebody watching like um like Robocop the other day. There's like, you know, all kinds of reaction videos. Um, right. You know, and they're fun for different reasons. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of like, like when you watch a reaction video to a movie and it's, you know, usually these are people that are younger than us because there's not that many 45 and 50 year olds doing reaction videos, I think. Um, one of the one of the joys of watching them is you get to see somebody who wasn't there at the time sort of reacting to something through like a modern lens. And so you get a sense of, Oh, this is what would be shocking to a young person about this movie. Or this is what, this is what is like really old hat to a young person. And I think similar with music. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I do like reaction videos. I, uh, and I, and it's, it was, what's really intriguing me is despite some of the things that, that, that you've observed there, I'm seeing still new reaction video channels emerge that are able to take it from a different angle 
that's still interesting to me like the um the the guy that we just mentioned who does sort of i think he's like a music uh i think he's like a uh like a classical music conductor or something like that i don't he's know he's a exactly. composer he's, he's a composer actor. okay yeah okay so he's a composer so he, i mean yeah clearly the guy has you know knowledge that uh and 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 i think he did one on um on uh was it no it wasn't power slave it was uh um what iron maiden songs he, he did fear of the dark and he did um rhyme of the ancient mariner and yeah. and he was observing things that like i noticed them like i i heard the sounds and thought they were cool but i didn't realize why they were interesting do you know what i mean um you know and so he he would you know uh, he, he puts it in very simple terms so it's just you know very simple stuff like oh this is this is in d major which is that's a lot easier to grasp than some of the kinds of terminology you'll often hear on channels like that so um so yeah so i don't know what uh uh what what other uh thoughts did you have on reaction videos before we go on to another topic? i think it's uh, if you look at it from a meta level you and i are now reacting to reacting videos that's true no 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 we're not no we're not because in order for us to properly do that <laughs> we have to be watching a reaction video and having a reaction yeah. to it yeah. so you know which which we could do but i think that would be pretty it would be ridiculous and then some joker would realize oh i can react to their reaction reaction video and right. you'd eventually end up with this like this this chain of videos that is endless um how funny is it for people to leave comments on reaction videos though i do it all the time i have to admit yeah i do it all the but time. but it's funny if you think about it it is so it's it's the eschaton right it's just the end of things if that's if that's what we're talking about <laughs> if we are sitting there commenting on somebody else's reaction to a thing somebody else made you are so far removed from the original art i don't even know what to say about that that's true well uh, usually when i make a comment on a video like that it's just something like well if you like this you might like that do you know what I mean that's sort of the 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 way that i would tend to approach it um but yeah i don't know i i i can't say that it's like a particularly good use of my time like you know what i mean like there's definitely better things to do than comment on a reaction video but you know it's something um you know lately I, i've been, oh, what was that oh. I was going to say for years, I avoided leaving comments on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And ever since I started that, uh, other, um, uh, Google account, mm -hmm. uh, that has no connection to me whatsoever. I have no problem leaving <laughs> comments now Okay, about well, things that... that I like or dislike. Cause yeah. Cause I you mean... really don't, you never want to have to defend your opinion online. It is exhausting. Well, when I do YouTube comments, I usually am just commenting on channels like that. So it's like the most outrageous thing I think I've said on YouTube in a comment was about that doom metal uh, thing yeah. where I was just like, this is crazy. You know, you made about 10 comments. I was like, furious. I was just so everybody knows if yeah. you want to go look for it, there's I, about 10 comments from Brendan. I, I was enraged when I saw like, because, and, and here's the thing I saw it and I looked down at the comments and I noticed somebody had mentioned like, you know, they said like Candlemas is doom metal. And I was like, well, why would they say that? And I was like, Oh wait, they're not, they're not going to say Candlemas isn't doom. Are they? And then sure enough, it got to that. And I just, I couldn't believe it. So I had to comment. But, um, uh, by the way, I was watching the video. I didn't even get to the point where that guy comes out. Oh, I was already frustrated with how they were talking. And I just said, all oh, these comments indicate that this is going to go downhill. Yeah. I, I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I, I was, I was, I was, I mean, we've already tread that ground, but I was furious. And yeah. so I had to comment, but yeah. 
I mean, look, I, I have a video up on my YouTube channel about region codes, and that <laughs> is the one that gets the most hate out of all my videos for some reason. Region um, codes? Yeah, hold on. I'll, 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 I'll sh I mean, some of these comments are, uh, are pretty surprising, actually. Um, yeah, so I did a, you know, like I... Oh! I Region codes on DVDs. Yeah, yeah, because I, I watch yeah. a lot of um a lot of like you know Chinese movies and movies from Thailand and things like that, and so region codes are an issue. So I did a, a video on region codes where I tried to explain to people because I found out that you can you can sometimes uh, punch a code into your DVD player to make it a universal or region free type thing, but you have to uh -huh. find your specific DVD player. You have to make sure that you haven't updated it. And then if, if you can find it online, sometimes you'll find the code. And I guess people thought that I was just going to list off all the codes that you need to break your, your, which would have been impossible because there's like how many different brands of DVD players and how many different models. I wouldn't right. have been able to do it. So people watched the video and they, they got, um, they, they just got really angry. Um, you know, hold on. Hopefully this won't, uh. Uh, let, let's look at some of these comments here. I'll show you. Some. Is does your title in any way say I crack region codes? No, it just says region codes. Oh my god! And and it was um. I mean, I don't know. Like some of them were like you know, basically the equivalent of dumbass or waste of time or you yeah. know, you know, just things like that. Uh, you know, I I don't I don't know. It was uh, it it, it was weird. And actually, it looks like some of people might have deleted their comments since then i don't know I, I i recently posted about it on facebook and i think maybe people who made the comments might have removed them unless i'm just not seeing them anymore and here's the funny thing about algorithms the more people that land on your page because they're looking for that the more people are going to get drawn there right it's exponential because they clicked on a search to find out how to break re uh, uh, region codes and they landed on your page the algorithms believe, oh, this is a good site to go to. Okay, yeah, and <laughs> they're breaking, they're I'm breaking codes. And the thing is, if you watch the video, it's like probably my most boring YouTube video. Like I just, I was just surprised that people were in so enraged by. It. I figured, you know, something where I'm talking about, um, you know, some hot topic in gaming or some movie I like or didn't like. Do you know what I mean? Something where there'd be some emotion that you could imagine people having, but this right. one was just like, right. well. Region codes really, you know, drive me up the wall. You know, it's just, I don't know. Um, so I I did an unboxing video a really really long time ago, uh, on a on a game box that I actually designed the box and the components, and I just wanted to see what they were. And so I said, oh, I'll film myself doing this. Okay. And I posted it on my channel, and somebody called me gay because <laughs> of course, because <laughs> of course that makes me gay opening up a box. Yeah, I yeah that. That's 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 something something that I, uh, I I I you get you get comments like that from time to time too, um, but I I don't know I feel like uh, uh, I don't know uh, 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 unbox unboxing videos are are kind of in the same zone as the region code video where it's like why would you even get upset watching something like that you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know the, this person opened something in front of you, you know what I mean? Unless they were saying things that were enraging, but, um, but yeah. I so, think at one point I complained that the printer had, it hadn't lined up my file properly. And so it made, it made the, the particular box that I got look kind of weird. 
And I have no idea if that was uh, across the line. That was the only negative thing I said about about it while I was opening the box. Okay, okay. That's, I, I mean, yeah, I, I think it was just a drive-by in that case, you know. But in mine, it was, th- these people, like, watched the video to the end, and that's why they were upset. They were upset that they watched, and I didn't reveal what they were expecting me to reveal. Um, you know? <laughs> right. So, uh <laughs> But yeah, so I don't. Did we have uh? Do we have other topics lined up for today, or was that uh? Was that everything? I couldn't. I um, think that was it. Okay. You should end the video, the uh, audio on the, on that last word you said about people getting to the end of the video, and then just trail out there. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right, but if I don't, you know, uh, you know, we're, we'll head out and we'll be back on next time. Again, the unpleasant presence you stop. And every memory we have Forgotten promises like thoughts The unholiness of your love Made me pray for your departure for you leaving my past my present my future the unholy